Hi, this is Michael Lowe, and you're listening to May I Ask You a Question, Episode 4 with Ken Flower. In this episode, Ken talks about curriculum he's developing for Doxa Church on spiritual formations and what that even means. As I mentioned previously, this was the beginning of a separate conversation from the first three episodes. That's why the beginning sounds like a new beginning. As usual, Ken's contact info is in show notes. Thanks again for listening. Ken, round two. Yes, uh, round two. So tell me, you're here in uh, the greater Seattle area at Doxa yep. Church in Bellevue. Yep. Uh, what are you doing right now? Yeah, so we, we came out here, I think I said this earlier, but the goal of coming out here was to spend a time just learning, uh, being developed, getting to be a part of a team where I, I got to see different types of leaders work and, and to see a really healthy leadership team function you know, together. And so um, that's really what brought us here and to spend a season learning and then eventually to be sent out to give leadership to a church in this region. Uh, to I, Potentially to go plant, but also possibly to give leadership to a church that okay. needs leadership in, in some way. And so, kind of like a maybe revitalizing a church, or yeah. like maybe a church is just looking for a, just a, a, someone to help fortify leadership. Yeah, yeah. We we came in, we came in wanting and feeling the a, a clear call to put a our full energy and use my work week and my my you know my nine to five to equip the church and to give leadership to a church and specifically in the areas of preaching and vision and some leadership development. Yeah. And we wanted to, we, we believe that's what God was calling us to, but wanted to spend a season just seeing a different community, a different church. We learned, we had some great communities we learned from, like I mentioned before, learned a lot in Corona with uh, the leaders there and the community there. And God really used that church to shape me in a lot of ways. And then when we planted in Columbus, working alongside my friend Scott was hugely helpful for me. But this this season was just another opportunity to learn from different leaders mm-hmm. and to see kind of a different context, a different team, and um, and to be developed. And yeah. so we're here at least for a few years with the goal of de- being developed and learning mm-hmm. and serving. But open to long long term. But yeah, exactly. I mean, we, we're here at Doxa for a few years. Okay, but sure. In the region, our our goal would be to stay in this region long term if that's right. what God has for us and to lead in some way in the church, whether that's planting or going to lead an existing church. Right. And um, Buying all the plaid and growing up the yeah. beard, getting Embracing the, the full waxed Pacific canvas, yeah, yeah, the boots, everything. <laughs> the waxed canvas. <laughs> I have yet to see. I've heard of the wax canvas. I have yet to see that in public. Go to the we, Starbucks roastery. Yeah, we did have to get new rain jackets when we moved here because ours weren't working anymore. Um, so yeah, we we are here. We've been here four and a half months. Uh, I'm thankfully able to do this full time, which is awesome. Yeah. We have a mix of Doxa uh, helps us with that, but then we also have people that support us and help make that possible. And that's speaking more to financially. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, supporting us financially, freeing me up to do this full time, um, including our church in Columbus also is a part of that. They support Great. us, which is awesome. So we're able to put our full energy towards this. And right now the goal is just however we can however we can help and serve and whatever we can do, whatever, and especially what makes sense for how I'm gifted and how I can best serve as, as we're up for and we're wanting. So uh, right now the, a lot of my time has been put towards thinking about and 
uh, also creating content of spiritual formation right. for Doxa. Okay. Uh, so that's, um, yeah, that's that's been a lot of my time. So uh, I have a, I probably have yeah. too many questions to ask. Uh, Why did they ask you to do it? You're you're new to the church and. Yeah. Um, yeah, so why you? Yeah. And did they figure, oh, he's new, he's got time? <laughs> yeah. I mean, there was a little bit of that. Not yeah. like, hey, just give the guy with time something. But it was definitely, there's there's plenty of other people that could could do it. Yeah. But in terms of my capacity and what's on my plate, it was really, op- obviously, super open when I came. I yeah. Mean, really, I had all the time in the world. So that was part of it was I had the time and capacity. And then I think part of it, too, was... Um, just even how some of the ways God has geared me and gifted me is to be able to take a, to be able to understand something pretty broadly and read a lot of different things and mm. learn kind of from different sides, different uh, aspects, different um, angles of, of, a, of a subject, and then be able to pull it together mm-hmm. and uh, kind of, um, I guess, cull, cull it for like what where's the wisdom in that? And what what's helpful for us, and what do we need? To, what do we need to really hear as a church? And so, so so they 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 kind of asked you. Did they ask you because they recognize those gifts in you? As yeah, well? yeah, <clears throat> yeah. So there's and that goes. That's another story. But there's some assessment things we had done, and some right. And and they're getting to know us in the whole process of us coming out here. I think they as they got to know us, and we even understood ourselves better. That was one thing that we we knew. God was gifting us with was that ability to both like do something well, like to be really effective at something mm-hmm. that part of, part of kind of how I'm geared, but also to be able to draw from a lot of different sources and just wisdom and look kind of broadly and be able to boil it down to like, okay, what's helpful for us to hear sure. right now. So what is it? So, I mean, yeah. And I asked that because I've, I've heard the term here and there. I, I did a little research before we yeah. talked about this, but yeah. uh, it's not a term commonly thrown out there, no. at least not for me uh, within the church. Yeah. And it seems to be more of like a seminarian or an academic term. Yeah. So spiritual formation, I would say it's, I would say at, like at the core, and this isn't my definition, but I think it's the most helpful is for us to be formed into the image of Jesus. Okay. Like just pure and simple. It's it's us becoming more like Christ. And that essentially also is what that's what discipleship is, right? Mm-hmm. We talked about we talked about discipleship earlier being at the heart of like what we're called to. Yeah. It's making disciples and discipleship is you know to be a disciple of someone of a master even in the first century the 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 term disciple wasn't something Jesus made up. I mean that was a known idea and what that was was to spend time with a master as their apprentice or as their mm. disciple and it was understood that as you spend more time with them you become more like them mm. and that i believe is you know why jesus took that idea and said you are my disciples follow me and then mm. go and make disciples as he wanted these people to become by spending time with him to become more like him and i think that fits big picture theologically with what you see in the story of scripture that God made us in his image. Sure. And obviously we fell from that. We rebelled, but then through his redemptive work, which is the rest of the story, he is regathering his people back together and then making us, forming us back into the people we were originally created to be mm. through Christ. And Jesus would be the, the one, I mean, if you know, the perfect human 
that images God perfectly. God the Father is is God the Son is Jesus, and so we becoming more like Jesus are becoming more like the people we were made to be. Mm. And so that's you know spiritual formation, pure and simple, is like us being formed into the image of Jesus. Uh, is there uh, is there an, uh, a specific reason to use uh, spiritual formations as as the as word as opposed to discipleship or sanctification or sanctification? Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, not, I mean, uh, part of it, it's a, it's a made up word. I mean, it's a term that you don't find in scripture, the same, you know, there's a lot of terms we use like that, but I think, I think a little bit it's helpful because the idea of that process of becoming more like Jesus or being formed into his image, I think is a little bit lost and some, sometimes in the way we define discipleship or even Mm -hmm. sanctification. Okay. And so I think it captures part of that, that. Okay maybe we've lost. So there's a little freshness, kind of a, like yeah. th- th- there's an, an angle or perspective, but yeah. the concepts are similar. Yeah, totally. I right. mean, it's, it is sanctification. It's becoming, it's becoming more like Jesus, the set apart ones, the holy ones that we were called out to be, right? Yeah. Which is sanctification. And so, um, the, 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 and the other, the other part of that, I think that's really helpful is, and this is really key to the definition of formation is that, the formation happens through means that God has given us. It's mm. not like practices, right? It's not just like passive waiting around for it mm-hmm. to happen, mm-hmm. but it's are we participate in that? And it's all God's work, right? It's His it's His grace that is changing us and forming us. But His grace, uh, His cre- His grace spurs on action. Mm-hmm. It causes us to participate where we actually engage in practices that are form formative to us that change us and make right. us more like Jesus. So I mean, I think anybody who's well, anybody who's grown up in the church for a little bit would would probably be able to guess some of the things that you're yeah. um trying to create some structure around, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. but is has Doxa given you like a blank canvas like hey, you know, what do you think we should be doing? Or are they like, hey, here's some of the things that we want to incorporate, but we're just not sure how to communicate yeah. it. Like, we're not sure how to draw it out in, a, in a, I don't know, like a handout for people to right. kind of be right. able to think about and process after they hear sermons or whatever right. else. Right. I mean, you know, even before we came, this was something we were thinking about prior to coming, but also Doxa was thinking about prior mm-hmm. to us coming. So that, like, God was really kind of working independently before we were connected and Doxa was thinking through these things and learning from some other churches and things they were doing. So they really had a good idea of like, what is, what does this look like? And what is it like, what is it going to take for us to be a church that takes us seriously, that everyone is really, that everyone is taking their formation seriously and, mm-hmm. and engaging in practices that participate in that. And mm-hmm. so I think they had a clear idea. I think I was learning that and, it's there, there's nothing not there's nothing new like there's nothing sure. that's like this is this novel new tr- yeah. you know cool idea that no one's ever thought of before. Are you kidding These me? Are, everything everything from the Pacific Northwest is I new know. and cool. It that's, should be. But <laughs> this is like I mean this is these are the practices that the church for like centuries I yeah mean, that not not beyond centuries like back to Jesus have been engaged in yeah. and um, and for centuries were engaged in and I would say it's maybe really more of a 20th century thing that the church has in some ways lost. Mm. Um, part of it, I think, this is not me. There's a great article by Dallas Willard, who's a voice. He's now deceased, but he was a philosophy professor at USC. And 
wrote about a, a lot of different things, but one of the things he wrote a lot about was discipleship as this idea of becoming more like Jesus. Mm. And that he, he wrote about these this idea that there's spiritual practices that actually form us into his image. And Willard wrote this article basically outlining discipleship over you know over the church's history and talks about how in the 20th century especially like post-world war ii there became a way of viewing discipleship as as just um just conversion and then once someone was converted them converting them getting other people to the point of conversion so it was just like making disciples was Mm -hmm. just once you are converted it's now you bringing other people to the point of conversion right and like that was it and there was a what was lost was our own sanctification formation growing to become more like jesus and the practices with that right we also lost and i think within the church that really does not want to fall into legalism which is a good thing we Mm -hmm. also have thrown out these great practices because we have said or we've we've taken this false view that says to commit to practices like this is to take a legalistic view of Christianity right and not to embrace the freedom we have in Christ and um, and so they we've rejected this idea that we need to commit to practices so how do you how do you combat that uh, perception of legalism as, as you go about um, yeah I don't even know how to describe it. like are you designing something are you yeah. like because when I when I was yeah. researching it and thinking about it like it almost the cyn- the cynic in me could think like oh it just sounds a little formulaic right like oh do these practices and then you know uh yeah it, then you get maturity you right. know it, and it's right. like baking and with, with not right. thinking almost right right so yeah part of it is how you frame it i mean it's like you can't if you frame it as just do these practices it's like a magic recipe and then mm-hmm. everything will be fine then like that's all that's also reducing it to something that's not um so i going back to how how these practices fit with god's work in formation it it starts with like a really biblical view of how we are transformed and how we're changed Mm. and if you if you have a biblical foundation understanding of how we're changed and that it's all of god's grace it's it's not i'm not changed I'm not changed apart from God's grace. It's his grace, but God's grace uses my effort. Mm-hmm. Then that like that changes everything when you understand that. And if if you can't accept if you can't accept the idea that our that God's grace works through our effort as a means mm-hmm. through which we're changed, then you're not then then you can't really go further into talking about the practices. Sure. Um, but if you also if you say it's all our effort and you leave out it's all God's grace, then it's going to become this formulaic thing. So I think it really starts with a, like a biblical view of transformation and how we're changed. Right. And if you start with that and frame it that way, then in some ways it could sound formulaic, but I think that's okay because there are there are specific means that we're given that God, I think, wants us to engage in prayer mm-hmm. and yeah. like scripture reading and I, th- I would say Sabbath rhythms, not not like the legalist that's got to be every sa- Saturday the way the Jewish people did, but that actually stopping to rest is a rhythm that we need to engage in. So that by committing to those, it really is like it is a primary means through which we're going to become 
more like Jesus. Because mm-hmm. in the essence, it's spending time with him. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, it's not... And that's the other thing. If you if you tell someone just do these things and like check it off the box, and then you're gonna you're gonna grow and becoming more like Jesus, and yeah. like they're they're missing the point. The point is the point is like to be with God and mm. be with Jesus, and like that's that in and of itself is the goal. And it's almost like that's the goal, and the byproduct is you, then you're also gonna become like Him. But yeah. the goal is to be with Him. How. Uh... Inevitably, I, my my suspicion is that we will all lose sight of the goal. Yeah. Uh, and the everything will become feel rote and just kind of uh, yeah. just kind of stale at yeah. some point. Um, are, are there ways that you, uh, you and the leadership have talked about combating that and um, just because I my yeah. guess is that you know having a great community around you and um, you know inspiration sounds maybe a little bit too ambiguous, but. Yeah. Uh, kind of revitalizing and reminding us in a sincere, deep, yeah, um, kind of intimate way the purpose of what we're trying to do with these practices. Yeah. Um, what, what are you guys trying to do to uh, to kind of help maintain that that perspective and right. the, the framework around it? Right. Yeah. I mean, I think. Um, or is it still is that still being kind of developed? Yeah. I think that's always a challenge. I mean, it's similar to like practicing communion weekly. Like, mm. So I, I yeah. grew up in some churches in my youth where you practice communion. I feel like it was maybe not even monthly. Maybe it was like once a quarter. It just didn't feel very regular. I, for, I don't know what the rhythm was. But then later on in high school, our family became a part of a church that practiced communion every single week. Yeah, yeah. And I remember hearing people say, well, we don't practice communion every week because if we do it, it'll get old. It'll right. become like formulaic, and we don't want that. So we're just gonna not do it as much. Yeah. yeah. And then, and I don't I don't know if I realized as much then, but definitely more now is like that doesn't make sense, right? It's mm-hmm. like we're gonna do it less, so it's not formulaic. When like that is exactly what we need. We need that reminder in communion of mm-hmm. our need and of Jesus's provision and of the gospel. And that's what we need every single week. And anything can become formulaic, but mm-hmm. like preach, like reminding ourselves of the gospel right. is what actually prevents that. And mm. so we we need that reminder. And that's like the goal of these practices is to be with God, yeah. to be reminded of our need and His provision, and that He meets us in our need. To be reminded of the gospel. And so I would say, like even embedded in these in these practices, because it's it's scripture and it's time and prayer with God and, and listening to him. Like those, those are designed to keep us, keep us continually reminded Mm -hmm. of the gospel of our need and to not like let it grow stale in some way. Certainly it could. Yeah. That's, um, I don't think, I don't think that's a reason to not do it. (laughs) Sure. Sure. And I, I think, um, I mean, it sounds to some extent too, like, uh, you're trying to cultivate. You maybe almost want to create a cult, uh, create a culture within yeah. the church of, of a relational mindset, yeah. as opposed to transactional or, yeah. um, like just because, uh, uh, yeah, because because if the events are going to happen, whether it be communion or reading right. and praying, these sorts of things, um, right, it it just becomes a little bit harder, I guess, too, right. Uh, to relate to an invisible being, right? right? Like you have to be reminded that when you see, you know, nature, 
Yeah. Am I going to think about scientific facts first, or am I going right. to think about its maker right. and, and those right. sorts of things? And um, yeah. Yeah. It, it's it, keeping that at top of mind is is perhaps uh, it. it well, I don't want to speak in hyperbole, but it's it's a it's a big challenge. Yeah, totally. Uh, for the individual and for the collective. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And so I don't know. It, it, maybe that that's at the root of my question, or the the kind of the not cynicism for what you're doing, but just like you know, I've seen it become stale within yeah. churches yeah. and yeah. within my life, and it's like I'm I'm reading, but I'm just kind of you know proving that I'm literate. I'm not right. actually like right. interacting with with God here, right. those sorts of things. And, you know, it, praying can feel more like just talking to the air right, than right, actually right. just wrestling with and, and pouring my heart out and listening, right. those sorts of things. Right. Um, yeah. And I, I, I guess within all of this, are there unique strategies that you guys have uh, for, for, um, I mean, even, even when we, I think when we invite people into this, it's invitation. It's like, we're inviting you into to spend time with your father mm-hmm. who wants you to come to him. I mean, he, he, Jesus says like, when we pray, it's like w- when a kid comes to a father and asks for something, even bad fathers mm. are going to give their kids like yeah. snakes, right? Yeah, like right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. they want to give good gifts to their kids. And how much more does our heavenly father, our good father want us to come to him yeah. and love that and then to give us good things. And so um, I think it's invitation. It's it's like you get like we get to come before our Father through Jesus and be with Him, and He's not annoyed by us, mm. and He wants mm. to hear from us. Yeah. And um and and when we don't know what to say, the Son is interceding for us, right? Mm. And like that, and the Spirit is helping us even make sense of what we're thinking and saying. And so I think the invitational part of it really is crucial. Like to not, like I, to, to not go to our community and say, everyone has to do this or else you're failing or you're like bad Christians. Or you're not sure. walking with Jesus. Like to make it like that then quickly becomes a, oh, I got to do this yes. to like, yeah. A, a it's appease, like a point system. <laughs> appease or prove myself or like yeah. gain, gain approval. And it's not that like to instead, for like very practically to tell stories for people to tell stories, which is something we've been doing some in our Sunday gathering is inviting people to tell their own story a little bit before, like a part of our liturgy where they mm-hmm. talk about them struggling and like to spend time in solitude with God, but what God, how God is showing up in those moments. And mm-hmm. it's been really impactful for them. Like God is revealing them him to themselves and in, in cool ways through that. And, it's very, you know, you, when you hear that, you're like, I want that. Like, mm-hmm. I want, I want to experience that kind of time with my father and, and then inviting the church, like God's sure. inviting us all into this. So yeah. I think that's a big part of it is not making it, you all got to do this, but instead saying, do you like, like the way Jesus says, come all you who are weary and I will give you rest. It's yeah. like this invitation to come and his his yoke is easy and his burden is light. Yeah. Like there's an easy yoke. There is there is a yoke, right? There's he's calling us to something, but it's it's an invitation to life. Yeah. And, um, to find rest for our weary souls. And that's that's how we want to talk about it, so that people like they want that. They're tired and longing for that. And so those testimonies kind of become illustrations. Yeah. Uh, to to. Um, 
not put lipstick on a pig, but just to show how attractive and wonderful yeah. and beautiful, like this is beautiful. Like yeah. this is this is this is what you want. This is what we all want. Right. And and it's not hard. I mean, it's hard, but it's not right. Right. Like we can all. It takes work. We can all take steps in this. Yeah. And that's the other thing is we we like I think we got to be careful that we're not and and I think we are being careful that we're not creating a if you do this you succeed if you but if you don't like if you can spend an hour with God that's success but if you can only make ten minutes sure, yeah. that's a fail right and instead saying just trying yeah yeah is like that's a win right, right? like just just try and it it's gonna be hard and right. it's like working out if you haven't if you haven't worked out in a long time, it's going to hurt at first and be hard mm -hmm. and you're not mm -hmm. going to make it very long. Yeah. But like, just keep trying and God's inviting you into his presence and keep trying and like, right. don't worry about, did I do it right? Did I fail? Did right. I succeed? Just like keep pursuing. Yeah. And, um, don't, don't, don't lose the desire either. And don't right. think that because you didn't do it for X amount of time right. that your desire is any less right. And, and, un, you know, unworthy for your efforts. Right. And that's the other thing that, is really really key is that when the desire is gone because the desire will be gone at points there'll be times yeah. where, like i don't really want like I'm, I'm not desiring i'm not feeling this right you know this longing to be with god which is a problem in my own heart but the answer to that is to not say well i'm going to wait till desire returns right and then i'll try it again but it, it's to continue in that and that's where spiritual disciplines which you know these practices also a lot of times we call them spiritual disciplines disciplines mm -hmm. that I think it's a great word for it because it does take yep. discipline. It right. takes it takes, you know, actually being intentional. And sometimes we do thing out of we do something out of discipline, right. not out of desire, and that's yeah. okay. Yeah. But it's actually through the discipline I think that God often stirs that desire and grows it. Mm -hmm. And it's I liken it to you know when you're sick. Mm -hmm. Eating food doesn't sound good, mm. right? Like you're just not hungry. You lose your appetite. Yeah. But if you're going to get better, you have to eat. Yeah, like something. You can't stop eating. Right, yeah. And so you may change it. You may not be eating the richer food you were eating before. You may right. start with crackers and soup. But yeah. you're going to, you have to eat. And it may be that you discipline yourself to eat. Right. Because you know you need that to yeah, get your healthy. Your body needs again. the nourishment, the energy. But then when you do, the appetite returns, that desire returns, mm. and you're able to engage in those richer foods again. So I think we do need to discipline ourselves for it. Uh, and so to some extent, uh, within all of this, it sounds like, um, you're, I just want to be careful with the words because I was going to say creating a program, but it's not exactly what you're doing, but you're trying to create a, a frameworks to help people think through yeah. activities. Uh, like if, if their life is, a, is, is a currency, then yeah. here's the things that you can spend that currency on yeah. to, uh, if you go at it sincerely, wholeheartedly, right. then it will, uh, result in you know maturity right. and just intimacy with the Lord. Yeah. Um, so it is. I mean, is, there is a plan. Like, let me be clear about that. Okay. Like, there is a, you know, like yeah, spiritual formation is not like a twelve-step program and then you're done. Right? Yeah. Like you're yeah. saying, it's just lifelong being formed into the image of Jesus. But like, you know, we to help our church think through that, we're saying, okay, let's be strategic about how we do that. Yeah. And, and think about the environments we currently have mm -hmm. where people are being discipled and yeah. how does that affect those specific environments. Yeah. And so we have put together a plan for us right now, what it looks like. I'm sure it'll evolve over time or change, but right now it is a, um, we have a guide that we've put together okay. and 
each quarter we're focusing on one specific practice. Okay. So this quarter, which is uh, started in January and beginning of January goes through Easter basically, is focused on learning the practice of silence and solitude to, okay. to, to be with God. Okay. And um, Is that similar in its practice to meditation? Yeah, med- so meditation would be a part of it. So okay. Dallas Willard, I mention him a lot because he's been super helpful in thinking through this. He talks about these disciplines being disciplines of abstinence and discipline with engagement. Hmm. And so some are, I abstain from something like okay. fasting, Sabbath, solitude, yeah. silence. Some are engagement, scripture reading, prayer, um, uh, uh, worship, like we're engaging. And that there's, you see both in scripture and there's a place for both. And mm-hmm. uh, some some people also call silence and solitude container disciplines. Okay. So it's like, it's the idea that you make space in mm-hmm. silence and solitude yeah. by solitude being you get away from people to be alone with God. Silence, silence obviously. <laughs> yeah. You know, get away cut, from the noise. Cut the noise. Yeah. But it's, that's not the end. That's not the goal in and of itself. The goal is you, you make the space so that you can then be attuned to what God wants to say. Sure. And part of that would be yeah, taking scripture and doing meditation in scripture to like really, here to meet God in his word mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and to hear from him in scripture mm-hmm. and prayer. budgeting the time to prayer. do that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Prayer would be a part of that. So we, we basically this quarter said, we're going to focus on silence and solitude. We started with that because we think it's that container discipline. Mm-hmm. You know, we're going to talk about prayer in the next quarter, but we wanted to first learn how do we actually like make the space yeah. for that. And then we put together a guide, which is really simple. It's five parts. And um, our Jeff, our lead pastor, started with a sermon at the beginning of the quarter that just laid the foundation for what silence and solitude is and why we want to engage in that. And then the guide basically builds over five parts, mm-hmm. helps you build the um, the muscle to engage in yeah. that. The same way, like running it's really hard, you don't do you don't do the next day without training. Yeah, yeah. like I, I I was. Uh... <clears throat> I tried it. I don't remember if it was part of a class or something, but you just like, yeah, five minutes feels so much longer than five, oh, yeah. five minutes. Your mind is like, bouncing all over the place. Yeah. yeah. And I remember hearing one guy said that like he cannot meditate. I don't even know if he's a believer, but he can't meditate sitting down because he falls asleep. Yeah. So he, he walks at yeah. a ridiculously slow pace, just like slowly. Stay putting, yeah, yeah. But he can, he'll walk like maybe 50 feet in an hour. Wow. Uh, but he's just really like <laughs> just just thinking and trying to like yeah kind of slow his mind down yeah. and just like you know and yeah it, yeah it, it's interesting yeah it's I mean and I've been I, I think just this year really trying to start learning it more it's something yeah. that was new to me mm-hmm. it wasn't definitely wasn't something I grew up hearing about and so it's it's hard I've realized um, a lot of times when you cut the external noise around you and you finally get into a quiet space yeah. the internal noise starts to get really loud so maybe emotions you haven't thought about in a while because yeah. you've just been distracted yeah. start yeah. rising up whether it's anger or bitterness about something or anxiety or right. joy like so it's it's like then you're having to really bring those to God those yeah. emotions and your mind is bouncing all over the place and right. So there are, and we, we use this basically in the guide, we are giving, and these, these again, none of these are new. These are different things that over the centuries the church has developed as just ways to like come back to 
being with God. So okay. there's a thing called centering prayer, which is just to take like a short, it can be a phrase from scripture, like the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And as your mind starts to get distracted, just to come to that mm. and like, not as this like mindless mantra, but like to yeah. really meditate on that and keep coming back to that right. and focusing. Which at times it may feel mindless, right? Sure. Because it's just, I thought I'm supposed to, I thought it's supposed to result in something more right. like in, right. I, maybe, maybe uh, I don't know if this is unique to our generation or day and age, but it's, it's almost like I thought this was supposed to be a little bit more sensational or dramatic, right. but it's just. Well, that's part of it is because we can, we can even view this as a means to an end is like mm. for this to be successful, I need to like actually experience something mm -hmm. or, do something as a result and yeah. it's kind of in a way missing the point of like the point is just to be with God mm -hmm. and some days you're not going to God's just going to be quiet with you yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. you're not going to hear anything right and that's okay yeah um so but it's, there's it an intimacy hard. that develops yeah over it, right yeah and, I think so and kind of a like okay it, I'm, I'm okay with that I didn't that I it, it's almost because I, I guess like my reflex is thinking oh sweet maybe you'll have something to like be able to and put on social media yeah. but like hey had a great time with god right. you know being quite selfie with right like you're selfie like with sitting by this beautiful <laughs> alpine lake right with your right. journal laid out right yeah yeah exactly yeah usually it's really not it's, it's just hard or messy or yeah. a mix of like super distracted but then some really good moments of like just resting in his love and yeah um but it, i do think though as we like engage in this and discipline ourselves. it the, our muscle grows to where like there's a great book called practicing his presence mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it's um brother lawrence was a like a monk who is a he actually wasn't even a monk he worked for a monastery as a cook okay but just decided while i do this i'm going to learn how to like be aware of god's presence hmm. all the time and wrote these letters because people were wanting to understand how he did that so he just wrote these letters and it turned into this like classic book and yeah so that, but to, to have that kind of awareness of God's presence all the time doesn't like, it took actual discipline to, mm. for that to actually become less work and more the, my natural state. Yeah. Like, you know, like, but it didn't start that way. Yeah. Yeah. Here's one more thing that relates to all this. And another reason I would tell people this is important for me to pay attention to is formation is always happening. Mm. So everyone is being formed mm. in some way. Yeah. And so the question is, who are they? Be who are they, and who are they becoming? Right. And yeah. are they aware of who how they're being formed? Right. And I think we don't. We we often think like we're in this neutral place. Yeah. Where we're not yeah. being formed, but we always are. Whether it's whatever we're watching on Netflix, or whether it's the news feed we constantly are hearing, or the podcast, right. or the people were around and a lot of that could form us in good ways. It's not all bad ways, but like we are being formed yeah, yeah. all the time. Right. And so this is just saying, Hey, I don't want to actually be intentional yeah. <laughs> with like how I'm being formed and make sure that I'm becoming more like Jesus versus being malformed into mm. some other image. I mean, we're being formed by what we value. Right. Yeah. And, and then, but uh, the, these are some of the practices that, that kind of force us to choose like, Hey, how much do you really value this? Right. Yeah, and, yeah. and um, to be intentional with it. Right. It's just like mindlessly, accidentally being mm -hmm. formed in some other way. That's not the way of Jesus. And I, it, within America too, it, we, we pride ourselves so much on being busy, productive, you know, getting yeah. stuff done, like, especially the science and solitude piece. Yeah. Unless that, uh, 
that's a steep hill to climb uh, yeah. in terms of trying to get people to f- find value in slowing down right. and just being still. Right. It is, but I think people want it. I think yeah, it sure. feels over. I think it, yeah. it is. It does feel like, how do I do that? But I also think like people, especially now, we're so our lives are so noisy. Mm-hmm. We're so mm-hmm. distracted, and I think we recognize like this is this is killing me. Yeah. This is sucking the life out of it, me. It's a little bit like you said uh, in, when you were comparing the West Coast versus like a Midwest or East Coast. That yeah. like when you have winters when nobody really wants to go out, like yeah. it just forces you. And not not that it accomplishes silence and solitude, but yeah. it forces you to be less busy. Right. And. But Maybe the problem creates... is we bring our personal computers that sit in our pocket <laughs> sure, yeah. indoors with us in the owner. And so like, right, yeah. There's yeah. always there's always a distraction. Yes. There's and always something we can be yeah. distracted by. And it's more tangible now. Yeah, in, for in sure. That sense That's, changed. That's changed things yeah. so much. Absolutely, sure. yeah. Thanks again for listening in. The last episode of my conversations with Ken briefly discusses how he sees the next several years shaping up and also how the adjustment has been for him and his family. Stay tuned.